So we've had an awesome question sent in by Harrison, mm-hmm. who's someone you know, someone you've been friends with. Yeah, one of the guys who did the course back in 2018. Um, from checking in, absolute stud. We had some you know, mutual interest in sporting uh, backgrounds and stuff like that. But um, the the big standout with this guy, and, and quite a few guys that came on the course that really, um, really excelled, was this guy craved the feedback that he needed not the feedback that he wanted. You know, everyone wants smoke blowing up themselves and, you know, the tires pumping up and, you know, saying they're doing a great job. He didn't want that. He wanted the feedback that would make him better and uh, just an absolute stud. The question is so relevant to what we're all going through right now, so I'm going to read it all and and really try to do it justice. Paulie, the podcast is absolutely top-notch. Exactly what I wanted, expected and needed. I can't even explain how nice it is to just tap into the mindset again. Got me thinking about how we form habits, then what habits I've got, what ones I want, and then which ones I don't. I know there's no short answer to this, but what would you say is absolutely key to either breaking destructive habits or forming good ones to a point where they are a legit habit and just default? In my own opinion, this isolation has somewhat kicked me back a gear, spending so much time planning, hypothesizing that I'm struggling to focus on the actual doing. Maybe some of this has to do with the lack of being able to just get out and get amongst it. Just as likely what it is I'm telling myself to excuse the lack of opinions this situation has presented. It's almost one of those things where I've let environment dictate action too much. I find it so easy to be motivated when I'm in and around the grind, which has been the case since I joined the course up until now. But now that I'm not surrounded by guys getting after it, I've definitely slipped back into the comfort of doing F all, which long term isn't comfortable because I see even in the moment it's impact long term. Yeah, that's um that's a very, very well put question and probing. There's a word that you used in there that I believe is is kind of the key to a lot of things, that's environment. And I dealt with this for for a, a very, very long time in my skydiving career. Um, and I carried this suit across it. And I have, a, I have a firm belief that your environment controls your state, your state control your decisions, and your decisions control your results or your output. So if you want to change your output, if you want to change your results, you must come to terms with the environment that you're in and realize that your ability to shape that environment is stronger than you actually know. And I'm going to give a real-time example with that, the skydiving. When I take guys out on the first skydive or second skydive, they were paralyzed. A lot of people were paralyzed by fear. You know, this this 45-second event felt like 15 seconds to them. There was so much sensory overload. Within a really short space of time, they'd never want to leave freefall. This same event, these same people that would just give them the option, do you want to come down in the plane and, and you know, and go cower in your room? Yeah, check, I'll take it. And, you know, within a really short space of time, this was just, this is the greatest thing, life-changing, like literally life-changing, life-changing, literally life-changing for people. And... They'd never want to leave that environment. Well, the the actual event was the exact same thing. It was their perception of it. You know, the event, they were falling to the ground. If you were stood on the ground and you watched them leave the plane and land the parachute, you would have no idea, was that jump number one or was that jump number 1,000? You'd have no idea. The event is the exact same event. But what they'd done is they'd come to terms with the environment. They'd realize how that environment could work for them and how they could leverage that environment to make them stronger, better, more productive. And... 
this is the thing that I think a lot of people struggle with when they're in this situation where their environment has become very enclosed and it might be just, you know, their family or their, their you know, their immediate group. Um, but you get to choose, you get to dictate that. You really do get to dictate that. I mean, there's, you know, there's the old cliche and it's a cliche for a reason. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You know, that's great. And I would not like to be, you know, locked down or in quarantine with five people that were, you know, kind of degenerates. But, you know, luckily that's not been the case. But you get to decide that you get to decide what it is that you're going to do. And this is now for me, the perfect time to do it. We've been productive over this period where we've been in quarantine and we, you know, we just kind of coming out of that. Now we've been super productive in terms of what we've done. Our, um, you know, our plans for CrossFit 0435 plans for altitude leader, the work that we've done, that we've done on the podcast. So what do you want to fill your time with? And ultimately it comes down to that whole thing. If you must make a decision and execute on that decision you must make a decision and there's so many excuses to not there's so many reasons to not and you know with with literally the world at your fingertips now you think it will be easy to get out and get stuff done but there's so many there's so many distractions of facebook and instagram and all this kind of fake stuff like that but it boils down to two things you can have results or you can have excuses but you cannot have both i can so relate to what harrison's saying about um, using the time on planning on hypothesizing, you know, like how you get into that space where you are all about the plans. These are the things I'm going to do yeah. over the next six weeks. Yeah. You know, these are the, these are the things I want to achieve. And you spend so much time planning that you actually, you, you don't take that first step and actually just start the doing. Yeah, because you, because you have a certain amount of bandwidth or a certain amount of capacity for, um, you know, let's say capital. You have a certain amount of capital to invest in these particular things. And that includes the execution. So if you have a particular project, you know, you've got a, you've got a, you've got a certain amount of capital for the conception of the idea. You've got a certain amount of ca capital to spend on the planning phase and the research and so on and so forth. And you have a certain amount of capital to spend on the execution. And if you burn all that by planning this perfect thing and taking it to this degree which some things you need to you need to take it to a, a, a you know very very you know very very particular level a lot of things you don't you know you've got this idea where are we at and then you've got to act you've got to execute you know was it i'm going to paraphrase and i'm, I'm going to get this slightly wrong but i think it was Patton um that originally said a good plan executing now is better than a perfect plan executing next week you know, you've got to have that ability to execute. Don't don't use your bandwidth. Don't burn all your capital planning this perfect thing that doesn't need to be. It's progress, not perfection. Huge, yep. huge, and that you know that progression versus perfection mindset. You know that perfection mindset is you're always chasing something that you're never going to get to. Whereas that progression mindset, you're already there. You're evolving. It's real time. It's real time, and it's constantly self affirming and self. Um, fulfilling as opposed to damaging you know that that perfection model you're always measuring something that you're not going to get to you're always trying to measure up so it's a really really negative mindset so yeah the, the progression kind of thing with that is huge it's huge but understanding like what's my allocation of what do i want to execute on and you know what am i wasting my time hypothesizing and planning things that don't really matter am i trying to plan this perfect way of life is this something where i'm thinking oh you know i could do this and could do that well there's a lot of things you could do, but does it matter? Is it something that's worth investing that time in? You know, that's a really, really big one. 
the other thing that really resonates with me about this question is um, being with like-minded people and just getting after it together. You know, like I'm a yeah. like I'm a quite an high extrovert, so you know, there's nothing about being locked down at home is going to give me any sort of energy. Like I'm going to come alive when I'm around people especially in a situation where I'm with, you know, like-minded people who are getting after it in the same way. So I think part of this question is also like, how do you become that guy who doesn't need that? Like, how do you become that David Goggins, you know, that guy who who doesn't necessarily need to be around uh, those type of people to just get after it because it's just so deeply ingrained in your psyche? You become that guy. Yeah, How? But you become that guy in terms of you take that decision to say, right, this is just who I am now. This is just what I do. You don't wait because what you're doing effectively is you're waiting for that kick or that inspiration or that drive. You're allowing someone else to make that decision for you, you know, by saying, oh, well, if I'm not around these people, well, you're relinquishing your power. You are relinquishing your power. You're spending your time worrying about something or spending time on something that, that you have no control over. If those people aren't there, well, you suddenly yeah. can't make decisions because anymore. I can't do it because I'm not around those people. Completely, completely. So don't waste your time with that, but ultimately decide and say, you know what, if I'm not in this mindset, if I'm not the person who's making these decisions, if I'm not the person who's putting plans into action, these people suffer. If these people matter to me. You know, if these, these people in my, in my sort of close unit that, that I feel inspired by, if they matter... It's my job to kick them into gear because they'll be thinking the same thing. No one's going to do it for you. So you have to make that decision. How do you become that person? You become that person. You take it, you know, you take it by the balls and you actually say, this is now what I do and remove the excuses. Results are excuses. You cannot have both. You've got to choose one. Choose the results. What is it that I do now? And this is the type of person that I am. You know, that's what you're saying. This is the type of person that I am now. And that doesn't mean you can't ask other people for help or other people for drive. It doesn't mean you're not going to have down days, but it means that you are in control of what you can control. But what if that's like, if that's the story you want to write for yourself, but you just feel that for whatever reason, you can't be that guy. Like it's a mindset thing. It is a mindset thing. Start with something simple. Start with something where you can be that guy. You can be that guy with everything. But again, it goes back to them things, you know, where I say it quite a lot is, is well, if you decide that you're not going to be that person, don't bitch about it. If you decide you're not, then just close the book on it. But if you want to be, you have to make that decision. So start with something something simple where you know, right, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can affect other people with and do that. And you'll find that traction, you know, that, that wheel in motion stays in motion. Is that, that traction is huge because it will impact other things. And you don't need to be, don't spread yourself thin. Well, I've got to do this because it's going to help them and all these, you know, 10, 20 different things. No, you'll find that that one or two things that you do, that driving force that you do, you know, never whine, never complain. Never make excuses. Never make excuses. You know, and if you if you have that, you don't want to use one of them, it's the mantra. But if you have those things, this is now how I live. I'm not going to whine about anything. I'm not going to complain about anything. And I'm not going to make excuses. If something needs doing, I'm going to do it. But if, if I'm not going to do it, then I'm going to admit it like that. I'm not going to say, oh, I can't do this. I'm going to say, you know what? I choose to not do this. I'm choosing to not do this. I won't do this. Like, be honest with that. That's a massive mindset shift. Do you think the routine daily routine comes into it yeah 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 and what also with that routine is you need to you need to build into that routine areas of failure you need to build in some there's got to be about latitude in that routine you know it can't be you know 
like you know my morning routine is consisting of up at a certain time ice bath so and so forth i can miss certain things and it, the wheels won't fall off like you can't have it where well if i miss this one particular thing if i miss my morning workout you look are you better in the morning if you don't work out no you're not you are better in the morning if you work out but if you miss that workout, you've still got to be able to operate. There's got to be these things that are built in. So you can't plan that routine that there's going to be all these different things that I must do. No, absolutely not. But that routine starts with mindset. And you know what? It starts with when the alarm goes off in the morning, get your feet on the ground. Get your feet on the ground. Like Don't press snooze. Don't hang around. Don't procrastinate. Make and win the first decision of the morning, which is get your ass out of bed and start making things happen. You know, that's, that's the mindset you've got to be in. You've got to be in that mindset where you have to start making things happen. Do you know what I really love is the Dilo, Wilo, Milo, which is day in the life of, week in the life of, month oh, in the check. life of. Yeah. There's something that I've used for, for quite a few years and it's always worked really, really well. But just coming back to the routine, like day in the life of, if I'm looking back at a full year and going, I missed something, like I missed working out on this specific day of this specific week doesn't mean you just stop and write the whole year off, no, right? absolutely not. And you know what? As well, it'd be really interesting if you could look back over that year and you could say, right, these were my opportunities to, we're just going to keep using workout. These are my opportunities to work out. These, and let's say it was, you know, 200. And I chose to take 120 of those opportunities. It'd be great to hear why you didn't take the other 80. And it will be great to hear how many of them were, oh, um, there was a, a, you know, sickness situation with my family that I had to go to the hospital or there was a, you know, the, all the pipes burst in the house and I had to, was it a real priority situation that happened or was it, I chose not to. There was a thing on the TV. There was a, whatever it was like that. Someone opened a bottle of wine. You know, I heard the Doritos rustling in the... Mm how many of those and to be really brutally honest with yourself you know uh, you know what I did instead of going working out I got an extra 10 minutes I got an extra 10 minutes sleep because what you want from that extra 10 minutes sleep you will not get when that alarm goes off and you think oh I just want some extra time but what you actually want is another three four five hours you can just have two or three minutes it's not worth it but that two or three minutes will ruin it will ruin your morning, which will in turn have that effect on the rest of your day. You've got to be that, per that person that makes those decisions and executes on them decisions and executes violently on them decisions. You know, like one of the things that we have in CrossFit all the time is hip extension. You know, this action of hip extension. And I say to, you know, there's a couple of people this is really going to resonate with, but I say the only thing better than hip extension is violent hip extension because that's going to move more. It's more leverage. The biggest action your body can do is go from closed hips to open hips. Well, better than that is go from closed hips to open hips violently and aggressively with force because you will move more load and you want to move more load. So if you want to move that load in the day, you've got to create that point of leverage. You've got to create that leverage for yourself and your environment's everything. You've got to decide, is this environment happening for me or is it happening to me? And there's also got to be an element of hindsight, right? But not beating yourself up to the point where you just write off your future. So yeah. let's say, you know, let's say you have, um, you have, uh, let's use lockdown as a as an example. You've had four or five weeks. You've done all this planning at the start going, I'm going to be X, I'm going to do X. And then five weeks has passed and you haven't done anything. 
you don't need to beat yourself up about it for it's the really easy weeks. for that to be your story no yeah. it's really easy to make that to wallow in this in in the pools of pity to wallow in this in which we want to do we want to do that we want woe is me we want people to feel sorry for us we want these excuses we want all these it's really easy to now make that the story that this is what I do. This is why these diets end up being cyclical, to shift gears. This is why someone will start a diet, and I'm going to use that in, you know, if, if you listen to this, not watching it, in air quotes, a diet, the next miracle thing, whatever it is, and they will do it for really, really fastidiously for a short period of time. Pick your number, let's say six days. After those six days, they'll go absolutely catastrophic meltdown eating everything drinking everything blaming the diet da, 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 because they know in a period of time maybe another month they're going to start it again and it becomes cyclical and this is why you find then someone over the past 10 years has spent 30 or 40 diets that are basically the same thing i'm going to completely restrict myself to a point that's completely stupid and then i'm just going to over indulge on everything i possibly can blame the diet blame the relationship blame everything and it becomes cyclical but they know they start in another one they know they've got to get out and that's why for 10 years i lost five kilos i put four back on i lost four kilos i put six back on and it's this do, 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 where they're never actually achieving but there's comfort in knowing your future there's comfort in knowing your future because people get scared of the unknown. So what do you do then? What do you do when you're looking back? You're going, I'm not where I was. I haven't achieved what I planned for that period of time and not wallow and just how do you how do you find that um, steady as she goes mindset where you're just like, right, it wasn't meant to be. There's a learning opportunity there. I could have done better, but I'm not going to let it dictate how the next two months goes. Find the learning opportunity. Look at it like a business. We've said so many times on this podcast, look at things objectively, not emotionally. Look at it like you're advising someone else. Look at yourself like a business plan. You're running a business and for this particular quota, your business lost $2,000. What you wouldn't do is say, well, this is just what we do. So in 10 years time, we're going to have lost $100,000. You're not going to look at it like that. You're going to say, why did this happen? What were we doing? Where are we burning our resources? Look at yourself like that. Like what has happened? What does it mean? What are you going to do? And you've got to look at it simple, objective like that. Get out of the emotional pity pool. It doesn't work. Um. That habit forming, breaking bad habits and starting good habits. You just need to decide on when that's going to happen. It's not a it's not a complicated thing. It's not a complicated thing. But I think the, the danger that people have in that is they overcomplicate what those habits need to be. People are looking for this, this big path of enlightenment of what it needs to be. It's like, no, you know what you start with? You start with getting up early and getting up on time and doing something. Now that something could be like what you do is you come to the box at 4.30 a.m. every a.m. in the week, Monday to Friday, and you crush it for 60 minutes on personal development at the box. It could be that, but it could be, I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier and I'm just going to move. I'm going to do some shoulder circles. I'm going to do some some squats. I'm going to do some stretching. I'm going to drink a quart of water. It could be anything like that, but you have to take control. You have to dictate the flow, the path, the journey, not just be holding on, white knuckle, where's this going to take me? You've got to dictate it. And that's, you know, that's that habit forming. So it doesn't matter what's happening around you as long as you leverage what's happening around you. Your environment is your most important thing. 
And if you can come to terms with the environment to say, you know what I've got now? I've got some solitude. I can put things into plan. So many guys have contacted me out the skydiving game over this period of lockdown to say, you know what? This thing's dead and buried. And I'm like, check. What should I do? You need to find something else to do. You need to find something else because this now that you're holding on to, it's done. Like you are out for a really, really big period of time. So find something else to do. Use the skills that made you so good at what you did in skydiving and transfer those skills because that's just the vehicle. Like what made you great at that? This doesn't define you. I figured that out. That's why it was so easy to walk away from skydiving. It didn't define me. I figured out that I was performing at a high level. That's what I wanted. Right, replace it with something else. Just change it for something else. But that thing doesn't define you. I never had to jump out of an aircraft. You know, I never had to, oh, oh I've got it, I've got to do, I've got to do five today or I feel, or no. It was just like, right, cool, it is what it is. It doesn't define you. This situation does not define you. This is a very, very good opportunity to say, how many people, I just don't have the time, I don't have the time. Well, guess what? You've got the time. You've got the time. How many people are like, oh, I only, I only drink because I'm so stressed out, you know, going, going to work. Well, you're not at work now, so why are you still drinking? You've got to make that decision that says, what is it you're going to do and execute on that decision. You might have a problem. If you're drinking at work, then you got an issue. <laughs> Jake, you got an issue. But, you know, that's like great question there from Harry. But when it comes to forming good habits, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this now with what's the easiest way to form good habits and break bad ones. Form good habits and break bad ones. Yeah, 100%. And just before we wrap... Um, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to make a recommendation. David Goggins can't hurt me. Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't like you know, yeah, that guy. Like, there's an example of being that guy yeah. going through adversity, and um, that guy just finds the grind is amazing. Everyone should, everyone should read that. And you know, you always got to think it. Someone's experiencing something a lot tougher than you and someone's come through things a lot tougher than you and they've come out really, really well. And it's just that mindset shift that says, what is it that I want to get out of this situation? Because you can get something from any situation. You just have to decide and realise that you are in control of that. You've got to make it happen. Wrap. <laughs>